like I'm an exotic dancer and um, I, I like pina coladas. Hey, everybody. Welcome to How to Survive the Modern World, or Gen X Isn't Just a Fashion Statement, presented by Tribe74.com. Hey, Andrew, how are you doing today, buddy? Not too bad. How about yourself, Rob? Not too bad. You know, how are things going on your end? Oh, just another fun Sunday night. Yeah, just another fun Sunday night. Uh, I'm kind of overcoming my a uh, little bit of a cold myself today. You know, a an illness of some sort, a mystery illness, and it's not COVID. I've been tested negative a few times. Uh, I'm sure the listeners will appreciate the uh, sniffles and coughs that uh, you throw out now and again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, rest assured, I'm wearing a mask on my uh, microphone. Beautiful. Beautiful. You don't want to infect that. No, self-care and uh, protecting the microphone at the same time. No, for sure. Yeah. So what's on the lineup for tonight, Rob? Yeah, so I thought today we could uh, you know, possibly take a look at uh, some uh, music that we've been listening to or stuff that we enjoy. Uh, you know, uh, I wanted to throw in there Billie Eilish. And uh, I thought we could also talk a little bit uh, about uh, Disney Plus in the Marvel Star Wars lineup. I'm a huge Marvel Star Wars guy. And, uh, and then uh, the Muppets. And uh, maybe we can round up with some uh, COVID discussion. You know, I mean, it's the topic of the day, right? Oh, everybody wants to hear about COVID. I know that's so. They, they, maybe they we've just... all heard too much about it now. But yeah, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we all still have opinions, and we all like to moan and groan. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody does that, that's me, like for sure. <laughs> so, well, most likely because you've been sick for like three weeks. I know, know it just... isn't COVID, but I got you know it's one of those things where I'm like sitting there like it's always lingering. It's gonna sound dumb, but I kind of wish I had it. So then I could say, hey, guys, you know, I've had it. Oh, I know, I know the suffering. Got the right? COVID. Yeah. Not, not to uh, make very sick. I've got the COVID. Yeah. I might not live. Send flowers. Yes, send flowers. Well, no, preferably money. And uh, uh, I, I like scotch. You know. Yeah. But uh, not, not to money make and light. drink. Yeah. Not to make light of of the situation for anybody who has actually experienced it and suffered through that. But uh, no, yeah. I think it just uh, humors how we get through it. Oh, that's how I get through everything. Just ask my wife, and she, you know, when she appreciates it, sometimes. <laughs> that's how I get through my marriage. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure she says that about us as well. Not that uh, you and I are married to the same person, but uh, yeah, because that'd be a little weird. That would be very weird. So. Like, I mean, yeah, we're we're not living in the Midwest. No, no, but uh, I wouldn't mind living in the Midwest. Midwest is a nice I mean, yeah, city. Utah, yeah. couple wives. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. My wife could be the head wife. Yeah, you know what? That's a uh, delegate. I don't know. That sounds like a lot of money. So I'm not uh, sure how I feel about this now. Now that we're talking about it, that's fair. Yeah, like, that's I, fair. I like money. I like money. I don't like spending money. Well, I, no, I do like spending money. I just don't like spending money on other people. So right, and another wife would be more spending. Yes, yes. I mean, no, I, for sure. You know, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, you know, we're go we're going down a real bad road there if we continue to talk about that. If people listen, you know, to uh to that, especially our wives. So uh, yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to uh, yeah. Let, let's talk. So so as a uh, uh, as a kid growing up, I, I have pretty eclectic taste of music. I don't know about yourself, but uh, I was kind of all over the map. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I'm is very much the same uh, the same way. Uh, you know, I I started out very early on you know listening to like brian adams and Corey hart so that kind of 
classic sort of rock sort of sound and then then you kind of got into like a lot of the 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 soundtracks that you get from from movies and probably later on like through high school and definitely into college and whatnot is was more the alt rock scene it, it's something funny just want to touch back on that is that uh, like I, I was influenced a lot by my brother and i know you and my brother were uh, pretty pretty close yeah back in the days but uh i remember you specifically liking Corey hart and uh i always thought it was hilarious but you actually influenced me you know, a little bit with Corey hart and i actually really was into him for a little bit nice uh, he was actually one of my favorites back in the end uh, i so should have wore my sunglasses oh that would have been perfect you know especially oh, could you imagine it. can you imagine yeah. but uh i and i got a and my brother was a huge influence on me in with my musical taste too because he always had the records and like you said the soundtracks man remember beverly hill cops beverly Hills oh no cops, for sure and uh top gun and stuff like that great and, uh, album well they were they were, they were phenomenal back then right i mean you know what they, those were like the way soundtracks were back then they were just like so spectacular and just then, about six months ago i i actually bought top gun oh seriously that's um, hilarious it's, honestly it's just as good as it was then yeah oh Oh, what a great take my breath away, you know, and uh, danger zone with Kenny Loggins. Yeah. <laughs> no, like the reason that I got it is because uh, like there was supposed to be the new movie coming out this year uh, for Top Gun. And so I wanted to watch that again as a kind of as a lead up to it. And we haven't seen it. No, no, it's not yet. It's it's coming though. It's coming. It's got to be coming. Oh no, for sure. It's a, it's unfortunate that right now, just the movie theaters, they're just for the ones yeah. that that are open and when they're open are just playing old uh, old releases. Actually, yeah. we could probably go watch the old one on the big screen right now, but <laughs> um, we're just not seeing anything new. Yeah, no, that's for sure. And, uh, but, you know, like, but they're, they're going back to a lot of the, that old stuff too, right? I mean, like, uh, there's a new Coming to America coming out uh, with uh, Eddie Murphy and the whole, a whole crazy, like, lineup. Look, it looks I like almost didn't think that was real when I saw it. Like, I, like are, are you just putting, like, am I seeing an old ad? Are they talking about the, the old movie? Don't they like like I mean I they, they've they've taken they've run with that technology to making making actors and celebrities like look younger and stuff like that, and it's crazy to make Eddie, I mean I don't even know Eddie Murphy like that that guy's ageless so he probably probably looks exactly like that anyway but no like I mean that what that that guy's got to be pushing like seventy well come on he had to be sixty five. He was back in like was it their early early or sorry the late seventies? He was on like I was watching when I was a kid. Let's just yeah. Come on, Raw and Delirious is the stand-up comedy, like the some of the, the most classic comedies of all time, right? Like, and he was, you know, that was his prime. I got into so much trouble for watching that movie. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. My dad was more open about that stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know what, what your parents might have been like, but my dad, like, he watched Cheech and Chong right in front of us, and we had the Cheech. I used to listen to Cheech and Chong LPs all day long. I had no idea what they were talking about. I had no idea what weed was or any of that stuff. No, you, you, your dad was so much. I mean, your mom and dad was so much more open than than uh, than my mom for sure. Um, yeah, no, she she was not happy about hearing that in the house. And the, the worst thing was it, the, when I was watching it, it was at like, it was my birthday party and I had a bunch of friends over and we're downstairs watching the movie. And then all of a sudden I hear Andrew 
yeah. That's my mom's voice. Um, <laughs> Sounds like the way I remember it. And, and I had to go up and talk to her. I go, come on, let me watch it. And I actually did talk her into letting me watch the, the rest of the movie because that would have been a little embarrassing going back downstairs and saying, uh, sorry, guys, we can't, can't watch the movie. And that's probably the only reason she let you because, you know, that crowd was down yeah. there and she didn't want to have to look like the evil, exactly. the evil witch mom or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did come back down with a black eye. Well, but... yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, that that was normal back in the day, right? <laughs> That's not usual. <laughs> no, I mean, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you were a little bit of a punk too, you know, like back in the day. <laughs> alt rock. How dare you listen to alt rock in the eighties? My God. I know. I know. No, I. You know what? I still find myself going back and uh, listening to like the Clash and and actually, you know what? Um, I don't know. You have Amazon Prime, right? I do, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I came across a movie from, uh, it's called CBGB. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. It's for those that are, are listening and that aren't familiar with it, it's kind of the iconic punk rock club of the 1970s. And so it just takes you through the history of the club and how, you know, so many big bands rolled through there. Uh, like you had the Ramones coming through, um, Blondie. And I, I'll be honest, I, I have no idea how Blondie really fit into that scene. But isn't, isn't that weird? Like she, I mean, the, she did like a sort of had a bit of a 50s sound tour and then she rolled into disco later on, but she became a worldwide hit. And I just like she, but she was still part of the scene. But so really, really cool movie. Anyway, if you if you get the get the chance to to watch it, and then after that, there was an, another movie just about the whole um, uh, kind of nineteen seventies um, New York punk rock scene, and they kind of delve a little bit on CBGBs, but they kind of start with the Velvet Underground and kind of work their way through uh, through the 70s from from there at that point. Yeah, I watched actually recently, I can't remember if it was, I think it was on Netflix. Uh, uh, there was a, a documentary about uh, Twisted Sister and how they broke out. Oh, no way. Oh, oh my goodness. Like, uh, I had no idea like that they were that deep and involved in like that scene back in the time and how they, how self-made they were, right? Like, I remember watching them on like, you know, uh, much music back in the day, much music for those who are not, uh canadian uh was the canadian version of mtv when mtv was good um yeah i mean the went, better version really we were the yeah. better version yeah yeah but uh uh well we had uh, I, that's a that's another discussion for another episode i think but uh we can talk about the 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 much music influence and and some of the people there but uh yeah uh, it, uh kind of switching back a little bit to uh and this will probably lead into our first topic uh really uh was blondie blondie was like I always hear like, you know, she's always in, included in all these like, you know, punk rock videos or, or, or discussions and all that stuff like that you hear nowadays. And I'm thinking back to when I was a kid, it's like, Blondie wasn't punk rock. No, Blondie was like, <laughs> not, to me, she was not she, she at was, all. She not was like at pop. all. She was pop. But I guess, you know, like maybe, maybe back when she was out, like, and you know, like we're talking about when you and I were decently young, um, she wasn't, you know, we, we never really viewed her as like and groundbreaking or anything like that. I mean, there was, I would say Joanne Jett was more groundbreaking <laughs> than Blondie by any means. No, for sure. I like, I think that she was probably, I, 
and I don't know this for sure, but I, I suspect that she was just from like lived in that area and was looking for a stage to play. And um, uh, Hilly Crystal just said, yeah, let's uh, I'll put you on. Come on yeah. out. You got you got something. And I think that's really how he looked at a lot of the acts that, that came through, like it, whether whether or not uh, he really liked the music. It was just more, yeah, I think you got something. Let's put yeah. you on the show. Give them so. a platform, right? You know, that it, it, you can almost take that's it, like a modern like version of like YouTube in a way, right? Like, I mean, he's, you know, just having that platform or the opportunity and you have like somebody in the industry who's like just smart or not smart, but innovative enough to say, look, you know, screw, screw the, the record labels. Yeah, come on out. Just give it a shot and see what happens. And then that's, and really when you want, even when you watch like the Twisted Sister uh, uh, documentary, if you have a chance, uh, they really talk about how, you know, nobody was going to take them in, but they got those opportunities on the New York, you know, the New York front and, uh, you know, and they made a name for themselves because of that and became massive. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I'd, uh, I'd like yeah. to go back and, and listen to that. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Anyway, it's kind of going back to Blondie and 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 female artists, I guess in a, a way. Uh, uh, you know, you and I growing up back in the, those old days, you know, being Gen X and all that stuff. Like, I don't know how much you grunge you were into or anything like that, but I, I really I was into grunge quite quite big. Yeah, no, I I was right there with you. Yeah, and uh, I just uh, it's hard to find music that I really you know like these days or that I, that I find impactful and this might sound cheesy but I mean I find that like nowadays it, it's uh I, I've come across Billie Eilish and uh, she she's a teen uh I think she she's uh going into her 20s now or something like that maybe she might not even be that old yet but uh yeah she's I think she's like, maybe around 19 or so like okay. I, it she she's really like done something to the industry um and almost like overnight become an overnight sensation the crazy thing is is that uh i just i because i i really don't know a lot about her and yeah. i just you know was going down one of those wormholes on the internet uh a mm -hmm. few weeks back and came across her and i guess she became like uh she was kind of discovered because of a song that she had put out um probably like five five six years ago so she her career essentially started that long ago and you know for some of us five years is just uh a flash in the pan but for some of our listeners that might be a quarter of their life yeah so that's true that's really true oh my god oh, yeah, what are we doing? exactly um and so like i mean she's she's obviously put in a lot of work to get where she's going but she's definitely got something she's got um a unique sound um but she's i guess she's appealing to the masses like i i'm surprised that i'm not actually hearing her more on uh some of the uh, alternative rock radio stations um but it, it, she seems to play more to the 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 pop the pop charts yeah. more than than anything else but she's got a really uh, a a dark sound to her yeah very um, alternative sounding like very, yeah like and i think shocks me. you know part of it is you know when 
you know, kind of between uh, 15 to 20, everybody is, is, is like down and depressed and dark and not really understanding life and they haven't given up on life yet. Um, like, like the rest of us, but, but, and, but she's singing about it. Yeah. It, well, she's got that, like uh, that dark edgy uh, uh, teen angst kind of style like if you ever like like you said you haven't really watched a lot of her but uh if you watch like some of her interviews and stuff like she she plays around with uh, uh james corden um uh she you know she she's infatuated by justin bieber um and uh, she she yeah she comes across as like a just a normal teenage kid and uh, she's just having fun with life and stuff like that but then when the, then she pours out the music and and maybe maybe that's the thing is that some people you know you know how I don't know if you were the same way when you were younger, but I, when I when I was in my heavy metal and my my angst teen years and stuff like that, I was kind of a gatekeeper when it came to music. Is a, you know, oh well, if you don't know this, 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 and you shouldn't be a fan of the band kind of thing, right? And you know, maybe that's the way they feel about her because she's, you know, when she when she's in the public eye, she's just a normal normal teenager. But then when she's doing her music, she's really dark. So oh well, then she's just putting on her front kind of thing, you know. But I mean, she she writes the music. You're like I think it's her brother that was producing some of the music or, or creating some of the like the actual music herself. Or yeah, like, that's my understanding. Yeah, so I mean, to me, that's like really cool. It's just shown you know how different she is than just like a generated pop star. If you no, know, for like, sure. I like I well, I can appreciate somebody that is a great singer and that's what they do, and they have somebody else writing for them. I give so much more respect to the singer songwriter. A hundred percent. Like people who have like talent and they don't even have to be able to play an instrument or anything just as long. But I mean, if they are part of the process and they know the process and to me, that's, that's huge, but that's the thing. She, she's like, you know, I, I'm sure like if we, if we had anybody listening and, and I said something about uh, Justin Bieber being like a multi-talented person i get roasted but he is i mean he can play drums he can play guitar he can sing you know and she's kind of the same way she can play some instruments here and there and and she knows what she's doing and she knows how to entertain and i think to me that you know really i mean you know back again when talking back when we were kids and stuff like that we all had our, our preconceived notions about what a rock star was and and really like she, is she today's kurt cobain well that's just it why well, well <laughs> maybe not well. that far well, but that's not, again, let's like, not he, make that comparison. He he lived he lived the the '90s rock style life for sure. Right? Oh, no he doubt. was he was he was that lifestyle. Where, <laughs> excuse me, where uh, nowadays it's a, it's a little different kind of lifestyle. But um, you know, he he was he personified rock and roll, and maybe she does that as well. But you know, I don't. I think I, I follow that stuff less than I did maybe when I was like, you know, in my Kurt Cobain years, right? Like you, you watched and tried to find out whether you knew, you knew him and Courtney love what they were doing every other day. But, you know, I don't do that as much as I used to. Well, I, I think it's because we get uh, the music of our youth gets so ingrained um, with us. And I suspect that every generation feels the, the same way in that our parents loved, you know, the, the 50s sort of sound and mm -hmm. 50s, 60s. And they're kind of, that was the best music ever. Yeah. And now we, we're saying, you know, all the bands that we grew up with are the best, was the best music ever. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's just what what's out, what's relatable, makes a big impact on, on people's lives. And that's what she is right now to a lot of people. 
that's true too i think uh the, the big difference to me and i'll say i'm going to sound like a boomer when i say this but uh um i just think that this this generation and i'm not like you know doing that whole boomer thing but this generation it, it doesn't kind of treat music kind of like i mean they have so much more media that they can follow and watch and and be involved in that i don't think they kind of they get the opportunity to appreciate music kind of like how we did like we had to appreciate music because it was all we had a lot of times right and yeah and i guess maybe we got into performers maybe at a deeper level um because i mean at the time you went out you bought a single album you'd go out and buy a cassette tape and eventually we got into cds but now it's just they pick up their phone and they click on the song and they're watching the video right in front of them. And I mean, even when you get into the young, even the young kids, they don't even want to hear the whole song. They just want to hear the song that goes along with the little dance that they just saw on YouTube. Yeah. You know, you know what, that, that's like a really fair point. And, and uh, I mean, when, when you bought an album as a kid or even a 45, you were invested in that because you had to sit there. You couldn't, I mean, I don't want to age myself too much. We had portable players and stuff like that. But when you had records, you had to sit there and you had to listen and you had to have your headphones on. You had to be connected to the stereo system. You couldn't walk away. You couldn't have it. You know, you can be walking down the street, listening to, you know, this song, that song, this song. You had to listen to that one song or that album. You had to listen to the whole album. Number no, exactly. One, number one, you flip it over, listen yeah. to the other side. Because you spent your whole allowance on that. And that was it for like the next like, you know, week or a month or whenever you, till you got more money or you had to sit there and you had that that was your choice okay so i can listen to the hit song but then i got nine more songs that i have to listen to or i can just keep listening to that one song and nowadays it's like you said like you know they can just flip one song not finish it or finish it and then flip to a different song by somebody completely different where you were invested in that album so if you had an album full of one band you listened to that whole band and then you became ingrained with the artwork, with the lyrics, with everything in front of you, you knew who wrote that song. You like, because you were sitting oh, there. Exactly. The whole time. I mean, you just, you get so invested in the band and then, mm -hmm. uh, then you'd start digging into their back catalog of everything that they've put out and anything that you couldn't find by that, that band. You know, I, um, when I was a teen, I was really big into like midnight oil, the alarm, you too. Um, and so like, you know, those are, just three of the big ones that I really went into their back catalog is pulling out as much as I could find from, uh, from them, but I would just listen to it over and over again. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, the same thing for me. Right? And I, and like, you know, everything about, uh, about that band when, when you were into them. Yeah. Um, now having said that, you know, they probably know a lot about the individuals now just because of, social media like they're they're following them on instagram on oh yeah uh, on the facebook do do they know the, the the whole depth of of the music that that the artist that they actually like has has been putting out or are they just listening to that that number one yeah well that's just it too right like uh, like we said like it's an investment when you're listening to that band and but uh, on the other hand is that you know now that they have more access and more more information right where with us you had to if you wanted that more information you, you had to go to the library or you just had to talk to your friends or you had to get the magazine off the shelf you know the, the tiger not tiger beat but uh uh i don't remember the names of those old rock i mean names. you could get your rolling stone oh yeah yeah rolling um, stone was, was your guide right back then no exactly if you were 
lucky enough to to actually buy the album then you you open up the album and it's got all of the lyrics uh so then you can sing along with it and they sometimes give you information about the band and uh even with with tapes they used to have it like folded in on tapes and they'd be like you'd pull out and it'd be like seven mini panels pieces with the music all squished down into it yeah yeah well yeah i wonder too nowadays like i mean i don't i haven't like I go into record stores, I look for like, you know, collectibles and stuff because I'm a collector, but um, yeah. I go in the record store, like, do you think that people walk up to, you know, the, the guy behind the counter and say, hey, have you heard of this band? What do you think? Or anything like that, right? I remember back in the day, like, was it Records on Wheels or Sam the Record Man that we used to have? Records yeah. on Wheels, I think it was downtown where we were born, but <clears throat> you go you go into those places, right? And, you know, sometimes you go up there, you're, oh, hey, you're buying this album. Have you heard this? Have you heard that, right? And you get into conversations. I used to have a the guy at the record, Records on Wheels, I think it was called, or no, it was Second Wave or something, or maybe that's what it was. But he used to, he used to like put albums aside for me you know, yeah. back in the day. Just I know say, you're going to like this. You're going to like this. And then I would buy it like an idiot and I would like, hate it or like it. But sometimes, you know, he, sometimes he was right, you know? <laughs> No, they, I mean, do they have that experience these days? They were know. quite often your your guide to yeah. what what was cool. Yeah. Do, do you guides think it's cool? Do you think kids have that? Well, have that experience these days? I guess they do because it's just different now. It's not. Well, it's not now, the, now the they're, record guides they're watching YouTube. your favorite YouTubers. Yeah, yeah. Who, who are uh, who are they're, they're telling them about who they like, um, yeah. and kind of, and then influences them that way. Yeah. Our, ours was just a guy behind a counter, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess nowadays too, I guess they can just type in like, you know, like if they're listening to like a certain K-pop song, they just type in top K-pop and then the next thing, you know, and then they get like, they go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And, you know, find. Yeah, but, you know, probably half the time they don't even know who the, they're actually listening to. They just, yeah. they like the music and, so and, and which is cool. Similar. Yeah. Uh, but um, because it's, a, you know, similar sort of genre and, um, but do they, do they still have the, the same sort of connection to the artist? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe something worth exploring in the future. Anyway, so uh, well, let's move on to the next subject since I think we've kind of beat the crap out of that one. No, for uh, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I really enjoy Billie Eilish, and uh, I'm sure over the the next uh, number of episodes, you're gonna find some of the other weird stuff that I'm into. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm I grew up as a huge Star Wars fan. One of my my very first movie uh, that I watched as a child was Star Wars. Uh, I believe that we we saw it in the theater together um and uh i was a comic book my brother uh again an influence i'm sure i'm gonna say that a few times my brother was a big influence and I, I i read a lot of comic books so i was big into marvel and stuff like that and uh how, how much how much of that are you into do you are you a star wars fan or are you are you casual fan? i guess first off the very first movie that i ever saw was star wars so i mean right after that everything else that came out i'd want to see because that you know, that was, that was my youth. That was a and, hook, right? Um, so I love that whole sci-fi uh, scene, uh, kind of scene. And uh, just, it's cool storyline. And I love the whole uh, Jedi sort of uh, story and the, the lightsabers and stuff like that. It was really cool. Um, and now with Disney Plus, it's, you just have access to the entire back catalog and with Mandalorian, they're coming out with all of this kind of just a whole new, whole new story, which is, which is really cool. I had actually, when Disney plus had 
first started, uh, I had, uh, I had actually had it for quite some time, but I, I had to fight tooth and nail to get access to the, to the TV. My son was always <laughs> gaming on it. Oh yeah. And so I eventually gave up on it. Yeah. Now, having said that though, this next month, uh, in terms of what's coming out on the Disney plus lineup, I come March 1st, I'm, I'm signing up again. All right. Just, just to uh, just kind of throw something in here. We are not sponsored by Disney plus just so uh, we're, we're not. Just, no, we are not. I oh, um, Could you imagine if we were like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, not, neither of us would be working for a living, but uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. Like uh, honestly, like uh, I have it just cause the, the wife, she's a Disney fan. She loves watching like the old movies and stuff like that. And I, I, I wanted to see it cause I wanted to, you know, make sure I, ha I was up to date on all my star Wars and Marvel stuff. And uh, um so but i never really paid much attention to it and then you know then the mandalorian started um all the marvel stuff you know you know the avengers movies that have been going on for the last like what is it like two decades or whatever uh they have all that stuff on there and so then we we just we just did a, a marathon of all the avengers uh in in they even listed them in order cinematic order right the way oh, that that's fun to watch them and that was pretty cool with star wars and and disney and so uh we did the whole disney thing but i as a kid like i grew up star wars star wars star wars right like i i've read i've read all the book well i mean back when i used to read <laughs> i had read like so many of the the uh the books and so i was really familiar with the expanded universe you know when they started playing around with like you know going back into it when uh, i guess it was john favreau and uh, uh the other guy i can't remember his name off the top of my head but uh, when they kind of took back over and started doing the Mandalorian and stuff like that, and just like they started introducing these characters from the expanded universe, I'm like, oh my God, like they're actually integrating the stuff that you'd only heard about or read about in the books. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool. I, and I hear this um, last season of Mandalorian is supposed to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, once they brought in Boba Fett, I mean, you know, there was no choice but for it to be awesome. So, I mean, everybody loves boba fett there's no person on the earth that doesn't like boba fett and if they do they're just trying to be an edgelord so that doesn't really count yeah no it's just amazing that they've they've been able to grab these licenses uh and uh and and ultimate fan service and i think that's the one thing that hollywood never really did before like uh, you know if you were a fan of a comic book or or you know star wars you know you wanted them to stay true to the character as much as they could right you understood that there had to be some changes made you know to kind of appease to a mass audience because you know no matter how many comic books or star wars geeks there were in the world uh you know there wasn't enough money they weren't given enough money to make it worth you know hollywood's time but then hollywood would always shove out these movies where there's like okay like for instance i'm a big punisher fan and uh the first punisher movie we got you could have called it the famisher you could have called it the the fanny whacker you could have called it the putts right because the only reference to it was like the guy's last name and he had a skull on the very end of his knife right and the, the punisher's symbol was a giant skull on the front of his, his shirt yeah but they never you know like they, they gave him nothing they even changed his background story and it's like okay so who is this guy i'm not watching the punisher this, this isn't the punisher no no and it went straight to dvd and now you know why but uh <laughs> but yeah i mean now that they've kind of done some a lot of the fan service like with star wars and with like marvel movies like you know putting the guys in the costumes who's supposed to be in giving them the background stories that they they're, they're known for and they might they take liberties and they change stuff up but uh you know fan service is you know 
there's reason that these characters have endured for well like since the 40s or or, or 50s or, or 60s right so why would you change that that's the one thing i, I never understood hollywood was so weird and i think that's kind of why the warner brothers so the dc movies have never really lived up to expectations because they're still doing the hollywood mode you know the hollywood we know what yeah, people want the dc universe it's it's such a dark universe and mm -hmm. they could be doing a lot more with it like i i i was never really dedicated to marvel or dc as a as a kid there was heroes from from both both teams um, um that that i liked and that that i'd follow but um yeah like there, there was just so much more that that they could be doing with it i think maybe with some of the batman stuff they're uh, they're kind of touching more into the into that side of things as they're realizing they're realizing what the fans actually appreciate about it yeah i i, I agree like i think the the and that again that's where these companies need to realize that the fans have made these characters who they are but uh, i think that DC for whatever reason like they have like the two biggest like Superman and Batman are like I mean and you, I mean you throw Spider-Man and X-Men or whoever up there right but Batman is like the most popular character in all of comics like no matter where you go it's Batman. Oh exactly. Batman is the top selling comic book. He's got like 13 different series or something like that. I don't something crazy in the, in the comic book uh, universe. Yeah it's so difficult just to follow uh, yeah. the Batman storylines because there's so many different stories going yeah. on at once yeah exactly and uh but then how do you drop the ball on that and there's so many iterations of i don't even know if that's the right word but there's so many different versions of batman in the cinematic universe whether you're going back to adam west or like you know michael keaton and to the modern era kind of stuff and people love every bit of it but then they go and they try to change these characters or they just try to make them like we're gonna out darkify we're gonna out shade you know the next the next character right because we want to make him the most vile darkest guy but i mean yeah. you know yeah maybe he's pretty dark nowadays in comic books but back in the day the classic batman was always kind of like well well okay batman and super all of dc guys were always bright colorful characters right no green, green lantern and the flash and you know these guys were bright bold colorful people and then they put out a movie and it's like hellfire and spawn and you know like flames and death all around them and stuff like it's like uh what <laughs> yeah no for sure like i mean uh you certainly knew when when robin was coming yeah yeah for sure but uh no it's uh i'm i'm super stoked anyway like, kind of going back to what we, we started off with marvel and, and star wars like i'm as a fan i'm probably not going to live to see half of the stuff but i'm pretty uh pretty excited about uh some of the stuff that's coming up and i'm just so glad that you know finally nerds you know <laughs> i grew up as a big nerd and we're finally getting our day they've just actually realized how cool it is to be into this sort of yeah. thing and 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 really because there, there's so many people that appreciate the the genre that it's kind of taken over it, it's cool to wear a superhero t-shirt now yeah whereas before my mom would punch me in the face <laughs> I, th I think too what it is too is that you know maybe maybe it's nerds that are, are making the movies now in a way right so then you know they're just like okay get it away from these, these these executives who have no vested interest other than money and the thing is though you're showing them that they can make money with this stuff so you know so that now they're going to let you play and, and take chances with these characters now and stuff so 
but yeah it's it's a good time to be a nerd either way and yeah our, our parents won't laugh and make fun of us you know for it no exactly Although, to be fair my dad used to bring us home comic books all the time so yeah i know that which is which is wicked yeah. um have uh did you see that they've got the uh masters of kung fu uh master of kung fu that's coming out uh, uh series shang chi or shang chai yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i was something i was shang chi in the 10 rings or something like that yeah yeah i was uh i was I, I read his comic back in the day like that was one of the regular ones that my dad would bring home um i was uh, i guess the the early 80s comics were the ones that my dad would bring home all the time so it'd be like you know peter parker the spectacular spider-man dr strange uh thing and uh uh shang shai um you know and gi joe and all that stuff you know back in the day and dazzler dazzler was one of my favorites and you know you know i'll admit it i don't care i thought she's pretty cool all right she's pretty <laughs> yes yes and she's sparkly and you know I, sparkly things impress me apparently so but uh, that's why we're talking about star wars too i guess so, okay well quick quick question before we move on to our next nerdy subject um star wars or star trek i was always a star wars fan i wasn't big into star trek thank um, god it thank god. wasn't it wasn't until uh i was at university for the first year and two of my roommates were both big into star trek so i started watching it and you know, like it was it's still good like yeah. but i i wasn't big into it like maybe at at the very beginning um i'd watch it because it was on, like the only thing on on the one of the three channels that i got <laughs> um but but uh, as as the franchise grew uh i really really didn't stick with it and maybe because i kind of just uh, pictured these phony rocks and uh <laughs> captain kirk what a stud yeah. no exactly yeah uh you know still still a good still a good series but um star wars was was, was yeah. my thing yeah there's no fa no fanaticism at all for me for star trek i i enjoyed the movies i watched uh, next generation a little bit my dad would you know once in a while he always had regular star trek back in the day on tv if it was on over hockey or something like that um but uh yeah it, 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 it kind of kicking back a little bit to the marvel star wars and and thing is that what i found with marvel characters and what i found with star wars characters is that they were believable characters they're, they're they related to me where it was star trek and dc you know like for instance you know star wars is like uh, the dc characters they're all like millionaires or they're all like super powered aliens and stuff like that where like yeah the, the marvel guys are more like you know they're teenagers who who happened upon powers or had accidents happen that gave them powers and same with star wars like they're just like regular you know like luke skywalker was just you know a regular kid who just wanted no, to get for out sure there. like i guess yeah. even though it was you know crazy out there powers but the character seemed more seemed more relatable they, yeah down they had vulnerabilities right you know or like yeah. superman the only thing that could stop him was kryptonite it's like okay cool but you know spider-man's like oh well he's just a feels so relatable yeah yeah exactly we're, we're spider-man he's just he's just trying to you know find the love of his life you know right and he but but then he's yeah gotta go, i mean but then he's got to go fighting was was just on the back burner yeah yeah but he had to do it because he felt a responsibility because his uncle told him that it was a responsibility and same with like luke skywalker kind of thing right and you know where star trek is like oh well there's captain kirk that guy could nail any baby he wanted you know and didn't matter how Doesn't many matter arm, the color or arms or 
mount of breasts that she had right mm -hmm. and uh whatever yeah. universe that's right and meanwhile it's like oh okay cool so another rich what <laughs> another rich white guy with a privilege you could you know <laughs> go and just do whatever he wants and, yeah, yeah okay that's somebody i look up to <laughs> exactly no so. you're right Mar marvel is is much more relatable that way mm -hmm. yeah, i agree sure. so speaking of relatable uh well you know i'm a bit of a muppet myself and uh I've been told a few times I'm a quite a bit of a Muppet, but uh, I love the Muppets growing up. Always a big Muppet. Jim Henson's. Man. Jim Henson's Muppets. Oh my God. You know, like, and I'm not even talking about just like the main Muppets. Like I, I wasn't a big, I watched Sesame Street as a kid. We all did, but uh, it was the, like the regular Muppets. And then it was like the dark crystal Muppets and then the labyrinth Muppets and stuff like that. Like the, the, well, really kind of relating a bit back to star Wars, like Jim Henson, he did a lot of the, uh, like for return of the Jedi, like they did, uh, uh, was it Return of the Jedi? Anyway, they oh no, Yoda. Yeah, they did like Yoda, like Frank Oz did Yoda. So the Muppets were everywhere, but uh, I absolutely love them growing up. How, how much did did you watch the Muppets at all? Were you a fan yeah, of the Muppets? Like what was it on Sunday nights? I what don't because it was one night of the week. There, there was always that like it was a when they they put it up as a was an ABC or NBC special presentation, right? My dad, I mean, the, the Muppets were on all, all the time. Like oh, they had a weekly yeah. show. Yeah. I don't remember when it was, but I just remember like, we'd be sitting there. I, I was always drawing in front of the TV and I never really paid attention. And then my dad would like, he'd flip the little switch box. And then next thing you know, special presentation. And I would always sit there. It's either, it's either going to be a Charlie Brown special or it's going to be the Muppets. And I was like, so excited to see what was going to be. And it's usually the Muppets. Yeah. And I, no, I it's love crazy the show. because Muppet just not the Muppets, but just Muppets in general have never really done that well. There's something about Jim Henson's Muppets oh, that like you have to watch. My favorite character, probably the Swedish chef. Oh, come on. Come on. He's He's got to be one of the top for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but have you watched any of the modern Muppet stuff? No. Like, it, like they, they had uh, so a couple of years ago. Uh, I mean, we all knew about the movies and stuff like that, right? We watch the shows, but a couple of years ago, they they tried to kind of like they they had a bit of a resurgence. Like we're talking like before the internet, um, they had a one called the uh, the Muppets Tonight, and they brought this character called like Clifford, uh, who was uh, I guess he was kind of like a representative of uh, of uh, different culture in a way. Like they almost kind of made him. I don't know if that was the purpose, and I don't think that they were trying to be offensive, or I don't think they were offensive person. But I mean, I don't know. But they're uh, you know they they made it. it Muppet almost come across as if he was like specifically a black Muppet without being black hmm. and uh but he was cool and he kind of took over the Muppet show basically for Kermit um but then they introduced a whole whop of characters right like they had uh uh Peppy the King Prawn oh my god like oh yeah kept Peppy the King Prawn absolutely phenomenal like he 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 kind of brought me back into the Muppet thing <laughs> not that I ever really got out of it but uh he actually made it funny again and like he because he had adult humor and stuff like that not not like egregious adult humor but he just no no but like people. i mean even even in in today's uh movies that that you watch that are specifically made for for children there's still that adult humor that's uh, underlying that yeah. it's for the parents that that are taking the kids yeah and well, and that's exactly what it was for you know uh stuff that kids aren't even going to understand but it's written for for the parent well i think people forget that the muppets you know were originally intended for adults i mean you remember that they came uh i was what was the show that they were on was it 
I can't remember what the what the show they they started on a, one of the one of the late night talk shows, and they're just kind of like a little featurette, uh, and they had like some really dark, creepy characters and stuff like that, kind of like very reminiscent of like the Dark Crystal. Um, oh, a Saturday Night Live, I think. Yeah, I think it was on Saturday Night Live. Was that, it? Uh, yeah, the Muppets kind of started on there. I could be wrong. I might have to fact check that. But uh, yeah, and so and uh, what was it? Two, three, four years ago, they released a movie uh, from Brian Hansen. They kind of had to kind of shy away from using it as a Muppet movie, but um, it was the same people who who produced the Muppet stuff. Um, and they did the the adult crime uh, crime caper there. Oh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. And I'll bring it up quickly while I'm uh, thinking about it. But uh, it was vulgar and like crude. And I think a lot of people went in there thinking, oh, it's just going to be like a silly Muppet movie. But it was actually pretty, pretty amazing. Like, no, I didn't. Uh, I don't think I ever saw that. It was. Uh, oh, my God. It, it, it was. Oh, yeah. It's the Happy Time. The Happy Time Murders. 2018. Oh, that's not. Dark. And uh, it's had um, <laughs> uh, Melissa McCarthy, Elizabeth Banks, Maya Rudolph. So it had like some names with it. But uh, it was vulgar. Uh, but it was great and it was like it's kind of like a, a gumshoe uh kind of mystery right where the the main character was uh was a, a has-been private investigator uh who still kicked butt was this even for kids or was this just written for our generation the tagline was like sex murder puppets right <laughs> so okay it, it definitely so, wasn't for kids but it no. got a tear like the made like even looking at it right now it's like 5.4 to 10 on on uh the uh, database and then 27 in the meta score um but if you watch it like it's it I, th- I thought it was goofy and funny like in some of the stuff that they they'd say like it's just like and the puppets are vulgar like i mean one is he's a they're like they're all former like tv show like celebrities and then you know but they've all fallen off the wagon and you know one's like he's, he's like a, a cracked out like meth head you know and you know they're, they're all turning up dead right from this one tv show and uh, I guess the show is called Happy Time, right? So, and you know, oh, I'm and, gonna have to put that on my must watch list. Oh, definitely. Like, I got it. Uh, my wife bought me the Blu ray for it, uh, uh, for one of my uh, one of my birthdays or, or Christmases uh, a couple of years ago. And oh, we, we saw it in theaters and it was hilarious. Like, it, it was like dumb, but hilarious, you know. It, I mean, it's it's Muppets, right? Favorite character, Muppets. Oh, it, it's uh, uh, Peppy the King Prawn 100%. Yeah, <laughs> prior, prior to that, prior to that, um. Well, you know, it depends what versions we talk. We're going to talk about. Uh, okay, let's say Sesame Street. Ernie, I used to have a little yeah. stuffed Ernie. Yeah, no, I, I, I was expecting an animal. Like he was, hundred percent animal, but such a huge character. I mean, yeah, he, he I, barely said two words, but the the character was yeah. just this outrageous drummer. I'm actually sitting here looking at a uh, an action figure uh, display kit that I have that's got animal. It's from the uh, the, oh, electric, nice. the electric mayhem band, but it's just animal and his drum set up on a stage. So, uh, yeah, I'm a animal definitely. I mean, that's very cool. Part of my nickname. What about you? Who's your who's your number um, one favorite? So start 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 with Sesame Street Muppets, and then Sesame uh, Street Sesame Street. Um, you know, I I really I was an Ernie fan as well too. I love the Ernie and Bert story, yeah. uh, kind of the storyline. Yeah, uh, they were always favorites when whenever they came on to the yeah. the show sure. um oh what about cookie monster too don't forget cookie monster yeah i know i mean he's classic yeah yeah he's classic um who doesn't love a, a good cookie that's right but um so I... them and then when we get into uh get into the muppets um i love the scientists too uh beaker oh, love yeah. beaker beaker and dr bunsen honeydew yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. Be- beaker is classic as well 
I actually worked with a guy that we used to call him Beaker because he didn't have a chin and you know he 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 took it and he used to run with it and every time we call him Beaker he'd start doing that me 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 and uh, and he'd yeah. go cry in the bathroom yeah probably later on yeah and, uh, I mean but that was cruel but at least he at least he only got Beaker like um, you know I was called Miss Piggy so um, yeah we'll go. We'll, yeah I suppose it could have been worse yeah yeah that's true yeah. uh, you, you ever watch any of like the offshoot type movies like um like the Dark Crystal for instance. Yeah, I watched the Dark Crystal. Great, uh, great movie. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal movie. And uh, they they did a quick little uh, show. I guess it was maybe a two years ago. I guess it was on Netflix or a year ago on Netflix. It's kind of like a expanded universe Dark Crystal, just really cool, really dark. Oh, I didn't too. come across that. No, it was it was a little a little slow, but uh, I guess you know, kind of if you if you look at the Dark Crystal, it was called the Age of Resistance, and it was done i think again by the henson family i could be wrong but uh yeah it was uh, i missed the whole um the whole fraggle rock uh kind of piece that that was put out after the muppet show yeah um you know i watched uh some of it but i'd kind of got out of it for for some time i wouldn't mind going back and and just to to jump into that that world a little bit more because yeah it, very cool idea yeah yeah it was interesting like i it was kind of I, I was kind of in a transition time i think when that came out as well and i didn't really get into it as much um, no it, w- it wouldn't have been cool uh, at that point no my, 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 to, to be into it my wife was big into it like she she's a huge fraggle fan and she knows a song and she'll sing along to the song if she ever hears it or whatever and well she's a couple of years younger than you yeah, as well yeah, too isn't it? Yeah, yeah and that that makes sense yeah yeah robin robin the cradle like i did yeah. Um, she, uh, <laughs> she she was born after star wars if that means anything like i mean that you know, it's still boggles yeah no mind. exactly i mean that's just gives gives you the the genre yeah i was just an all-around nerd no matter which way you look at it i guess and the uh, you know what uh now with uh with this whole covid thing going on and the fact that we can't leave the house or or you know, just to go to a doctor's appointment mm-hmm. or to, to get groceries. Now is a perfect time to kind of explore that, uh, that world, whether it's yeah. watching Marvel or even pulling out some of the old comics or heck, even some of your new comics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, and getting back into star Wars again. Yeah. Like, oh. it, it's an awesome time to take a deep dive into, uh, into those worlds. Yeah. It, it's yeah definitely a time to get re re upped, reintegrated with those old, uh, nostalgic, you know, pieces. And in fact, that's kind of what kind of led me to, to the Muppets being a topic, you know, I, I don't want to beat, beat it down anymore. We, we move on to this next subject soon, but, uh, uh, I watched uh, a couple episodes of the old, old Muppet show. I guess they're all on Disney. I didn't realize that, that Disney had Disney plus had all the Muppet stuff on there again, most of the Muppet stuff on there. But uh, I was watching some of the old episodes like with uh, crystal Gale. Like, I mean, I don't know if you, if you're how familiar you were yeah, uh, yeah. Country, country singers and stuff like that. And, you know, John, uh, Johnny cash and crystal Gale. I was lo- actually looking to see if Dolly Parton was on there at all, but uh, Oh, it's just fantastic. Gilda Radner. Uh, there's a whole other subject for maybe we'll, we'll talk about Muppets again, you know, on a, a future episode and talk about some of those old episodes and some of the, the, uh, the celebrities from back in the day. Like, I, yeah, I give me my, a month to dive into it and yeah. uh, I'll be ready to go. So I, I was a huge uh, Gilda Radner fan, you know, from her Saturday night live days. And I mean, she was kind of before my time, but uh, I went deep dived uh, back in the nineties, uh, you know, into like older stuff and 
you know, I read, I read her book and stuff like that. And um, yeah. So, and then it was just kind of fun to, to, to go down memory lane and watching her on the Muppets and watching Crystal Gale and them on the Muppets and stuff like that. And just seeing, I had, I had to give my wife a uh, crap the other day because she was complaining about Gilda Radner singing and I'm going, shh, we don't talk about the queen that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, John Denver did a, did a big piece yeah. on, on the Muppets too, didn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. He was on there too. But yeah, there, there's, I think there's like five, five or six seasons, I believe of just the, the old original Muppet show just alone on there. And uh, yeah, some of the names I was just kind of scrolling down. I'm like going, who the heck are these people? And then next one, I'm going, oh, wow. I can't believe that person's on that show. But that was so, okay. Last, last, last topic in regards to the Muppets. Uh, the Muppets tonight had uh, Prince. Uh, I think Sandra Bullock was the first episode, but then Prince was on there. You want to talk about one of a classic episode was Prince on being on the Muppets, but it, they don't have, unfortunately they don't have the Muppets tonight on Disney yet. I'm hoping that they do get it on there sometime. Maybe they, they may not, not get the license for it because I think the Hanson still kind of owns some licensing here and there, hmm. but uh, print Prince of all people on, uh, on the Muppets was pretty cool. I, I mean, didn't even, I didn't even catch that episode. No, that was, I didn't uh, even know that he hosted yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like uh, he he was fun, really. Like I guess he kind of fits. He's he's almost like a he's like a muppet himself. I guess. No, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like for a, a crazy crazy rock star. Yeah. Um, you're right. He 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 kind of fit the bill. That that might be that might be a topic for for one of our next episodes. Crazy rock stars, like people that love it. Uh, sorry, we we shouldn't use the word crazy, but you know, just very uh um, colorful how about colorful rock stars colorful we, rock stars you know, we'll talk listen about, in for that next episode yeah everyone. yeah i think so the next next episode or two for sure so uh so let's let's, uh, let's kind of wrap it up with our last subject here and uh i just kind of threw this up here just uh you know it's a topic of the day covid you know uh thing, things are uh moving along and i, I don't want to i don't want to politicize anything like i don't want our show to be political by any means but uh you know, how, how are you feeling these days? Uh, you know, how, you know, what, what's, what's your, I, I, you know, for such a introvert, um, at the very beginning, it wasn't bad, but even now I, I want to get out, you yeah. know, I've, I've been trying to be pretty good about, uh, not, uh, you know, not going out just to, just to go out. I, I was just going out to get my groceries or, you know, medical appointments, stuff like that. But, it's tough now. Like I, I do, well, we both do a lot of photography and I, I feel like if I was to go, if I was to go out that somehow the social justice warriors would find me and saying, well, you're not out here for um, doing exercise. You're standing here in one spot, but I, I like, I, I just didn't want to deal with it. And, but now I am so antsy to, to actually get out. It is really, yeah, it's been really tough. And I, I've been, uh, I've been pretty good, but I also, I, you're able to work from home and I haven't been, haven't been allowed to work from home or we've been considered essential. Um, and uh, uh, I've actually been home for the last three weeks because I've been sick, pretty sick and uh, not COVID related, but they, they don't let me, they, they won't let me go back to work because. No, I mean, they just, nobody wants any, anybody yeah. that's sick and in any form um in in the workplace now yeah yeah especially right now because they don't want the controversy surrounding it and all that stuff but uh i mean they want i mean let's be smart these guys should be letting us stay home and paying us down but anyway that that's a whole again not not getting political here but uh um 
I yeah, for the last three weeks is because I've been sick, you know, like I've completely like cut right down on how like I mean going out and doing anything like and it's oh, been a just struggle. depressing to be home it all is, the time. It is and like you know, like really for three straight weeks, like you know, I I've I've you know I've gone out you know responsibly in the last you know like two weeks or whatever. Um but uh, yeah, it's just like oh like I'm missing interactions. Like before this, I had physiotherapy appointments, which was, which I was allowed to go to. And, you know, I could at least talk yeah. to, my, to, to my physiotherapist and, uh, and then it was like getting outside and, you know, getting some fresh air and stuff like that. But for the last like, couple of weeks, I just, because I can't, because I'm, I'm sick and I don't want to get other people sick. Uh, it's just been, yeah. Like, Oh, I can imagine like uh, the people who have, have had to stay home completely or don't have anywhere to go. Uh, like, I mean, I miss my, like my daughter, you know, is, is uh, only in the next town over and I haven't been able to see her at all since, oh, I, I mean, since before Christmas and we've had a birthday. I have, my birthday has been there in between there. Uh, we've had holidays like Christmas and stuff or uh, uh, New Year's Day and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so it's been kind of tough, you know, not to, to get to hang out with her. Um, no, for yeah. sure. And my wife's family, they, they live the next town over and, you know, she wants to go see them, but we've been doing really good to avoid doing that. And, you know, so it's, yeah, it's been rough, uh, but yeah, I'm tired of it. I'm ready to move on. A big stretch here, but I was, I was just thinking, imagine what it's like to be an astronaut and right. just stuck in these small little, well, I mean, just these space stations and that's that's your world you can't you can't go anywhere yeah. um and in the the fact that elon musk his whole thing is just to push us to to uh other worlds and thinking about it now i don't know if we could actually take it just from this little social experiment of having to be inside all the time and, and still, you know, allowed to go out now and again for necessities. But could you imagine being cooped up in a space station? It depends. Like if you have a mission, it might, it might be different, right? Because I mean, you know what you have to do daily where here it's like, you don't know what the next thing is going to be. Kind of, oh, I've got to, I'm uh, got to move from, my my bed to the couch and from the yeah. couch to the bed or or you don't know like oh is it going to get me next right where you're up in space you're not like i mean obviously you're you have a purpose that. you have a purpose right we're here just like i have no purpose right like i'm not no. allowed to i'm not allowed to do the freedoms that i've i've you know taken advantage of or or taken for you get granted. to talk to me online yeah yeah well well here, that's the other thing okay so let's say you're up in space like i mean the the amount of time between transmissions and stuff like that i mean i don't know if that's improved maybe i need to be more nerdy and be paying more attention to that i mean they just sent another rover to mars apparently just yeah. the other day but uh yeah okay i mean yeah you have like no communication and it must be just like okay they turn off their zoom call or whatever their astronaut zoom call and now it's just like total like literally total silence you're in a vacuum, right? Like, uh, does it sound yeah, like I mean, and there's only, I, I suppose now, at least now, as opposed to like in years past where like what music could you take back then? But at least now it's all, it's all digital. digital. Yeah. And you can, uh, you know, bring a few hundred of your best friends in, uh, on your phone. Yeah. 
Well, I guess true too, right? Like, I mean, you're you're actually you're the you're the satellite right now that's transmitting the internet, so you should have the best internet up there. I would know, hope so. so. Yeah, so you should be able to go on Facebook all day long. <laughs> I, I know that was totally left field, but I I just got thinking about like how you know how are these explorers? How can they deal with that? And how do yeah. they expect the rest of us to deal with that well, moving on to other planets? Yeah, just us, you know pea-brained uh, little minions who you know looking for the next comic book to read or the next uh muppet show to watch you know uh meanwhile they're up there like uh would have a whole lot of time to write yes yes oh thank you <laughs> that wow we could we could write and can you imagine the photography we'd get up there oh that'd be wicked <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty cool although it might get boring the same like sunrise over the the curvature of the earth or the flatness of the earth whatever you believe in it would get uh, boring for us but people back home they'd be loving it yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we're big brained. <laughs> my 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 wife and kids call me smooth brain. I think that means the same thing, but uh, we won't talk about egghead, egghead, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way I look. It, it, it's close. It's close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully uh, this COVID thing's going. Although they're, now they're 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 feeding the whole third wave kind of thing. So we'll see how that goes. People can't even get shots fast enough. Mm -hmm. I uh, was talking to a doctor the other day who said that uh, some of his friends had actually had gotten their first shot, but they couldn't actually get the second shot in time. Yeah. They missed the 28 day mark. And now they have to start the process all over yeah. again because it was the second shot wasn't available. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know how they're going to get this out to the masses. For for our listeners, uh, we're we're Canadian based. I don't know if uh, by the time we 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 upload this or whatever, if, if uh, that information will be available. But we're Canadian based, and uh, yeah, Canada is not handling uh, the whole vaccine thing very well. I still don't know how I feel about the vaccine personally. Again, I don't want to politicize this or anything like that. But uh, yeah, we're not doing well up here. <laughs> so uh, maybe it's better if uh, uh, some of the other people go through the first couple rounds anyway. And yeah. That's well, kind of get it all at. figured out. That's kind of the way I look at it. I say, well, yeah, I'm glad you guys are my uh, my guinea pigs, but uh, uh, we'll we'll hold down the fort by not going to work and uh, not uh, not yeah. <laughs> not making money. And you guys can uh, you guys can just let us know how you feel in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know your, how many arms you have? Yeah, has your DNA completely melded itself to uh, to alien DNA you know, or whatever it is? Are we all going to turn into like a bunch of uh, Chitari or I don't know some name some Star Trek? characters yeah no exactly yeah, yeah. not that that would be a bad thing it'd be pretty cool actually or at least according to captain kirk yeah i still yeah <laughs> captain kirk yeah i still think that a, a zombie apocalypse would be pretty fun but uh i don't know maybe i'm just a little demented that way nice yeah i've already got my plans anyway just in case so if anybody needs to know uh uh i will be okay during the uh zombie apocalypse i can't say the same for you guys but uh yeah, I'll be okay. So if you're in case you're worried, I'm probably some good eating. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely good eating, but uh, you know, I used to be I used to sprint really good in high school. <laughs> I don't know, I'd probably like blow a kneecap out doing that nowadays, but uh, that I I know my family would would leave me. <laughs> Let them have him. We'll continue on. Thank you for your sacrifice. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> So it sounds like we're winding down here. Yeah, I know, Rob, this has been a fantastic first episode. I appreciate you coming out and helping me out with this, Andrew. And, uh, oh, this is awesome. Can't wait yeah. to do our, our second show. Yeah. Listen, listeners, yeah. please tune in. 
So uh, uh, just a little hint at uh, uh, one of the topics for our next show is that uh, music or bands that scare you, but also entertain you. Ooh. So nice. Well, it sounds like it'll be a good show. Uh, we hope to have these shows out uh, weekly and uh, yeah, tune in, uh, subscribe. And uh, do you like and subscribe for podcasts? I have somewhere. I'm sure you can. I'm pretty sure you can on so like, like, uh, like, and subscribe. Yes. Like, and subscribe and tell your I'll, friends. Yeah. And uh, send us money. Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Dis I mean, Disney. yeah. Yeah. You Disney. don't have to Disney, <laughs> Disney, <laughs> Disney plus Disney plus. No. no awesome well rob it's been a great show yes, um, it has been. and uh everyone thanks for listening thank you take care peace out